this is Konstantin Stratakis. I was previously uh, in Washington, D.C. at the National Institutes of Health Clinical Center. I have now joined the um, uh, a research institute here in Greece where we work on the genetics of hypertension and other diseases. I had the pleasure today of co-chairing the Meet the Expert session at the 31st European Meeting on Hypertension and Cardiovascular Protection here in Athens, Greece. This was a wonderful, wonderful Meet the Expert session with uh, three outstanding speakers on the uh, first, the screening and diagnosis for hyperaldosteronism. Second, the clinical confirmation of the diagnosis. And third, the therapy for hyperaldosteronism. This is a very important session. We did not know until very recently that a large number of our patients with high blood pressure are in fact hyperaldosteronemic. That is, they have a higher than normal aldosterone. Traditionally, we have been trained to think that most of these patients have a, a, a low potassium level. However, a large number of these patients don't have hypokalemia. Therefore, we should think of hyperaldosteronism in practically every patient we see with hypertension. We clearly need to think of hyperaldosteronism in patients that have resistant hypertension. So our experts today told us about how to screen for that. Very clearly, the first screening has to do with measuring plasma rain activity, or in some centers now, as it is done in some centers right now, uh, total uh, renin levels. However, I still recommend that to use plasma rain activity because this is a validated assay and the most commonly used uh, diagnostic screening test, the aldosterone renin ratio uses the plasma renin activity. And most of the cutoffs we use today for that test uh, rely on plasma renin activity. Today, our experts told us that serum aldosterone, plasma renin activity, are the tests that you should use in every patient that you suspect hyperaldosteronemia. Then we talked about screening, about confirmation of the diagnosis once the screening is done and suggests that there is in fact um, aldosterone producing hypertension. The diagnostic testing should be done at centers or clinics that do have the experience. I do not recommend that you do any of the they're not complicated, but they are tests that should be done by experts, such as, for example, the uh, uh, saline infusion test. Today, we heard about the differences between, for example, supine and sitting uh, normal saline test. I mean, you are, as a, as a practitioner, do you really want to do a normal saline infusion test? So I highly recommend, that was mentioned today, that uh, these patients get seen at hypertension clinics that have experience in confirming the diagnosis of hyperaldosteronism. In addition to the uh, confirmation by biochemical testing, there is yet another test that even more so requires an experienced referral center. And that is the adrenal venous catheterization. The AVS or adrenal venous catheterization test adrenal venous sampling is a test that was described back in the 80s 
And we, in fact, at the NIH, we combined it with the infusion of ACTH to increase its accuracy. You can understand that, again, this test has to be done at a place where there are endocrinologists, hypertension cardiologists, as well as experienced radiologists, experienced in special procedures, such as the catheterization of the adrenal veins. The interpretation of the AVS is critical for one of the mainstays of the treatment for hyperaldosteronism, which is surgery. Today, we heard in the therapy session from our MITI expert, um, Dr. Seki, that yes, you can have surgery for the treatment of hyperaldosteronism as long as you know which adrenal you take out. And of course, um, the outcome depends on whether you've taken out the right adrenal. Now, you might ask as a practitioner, why would you ever take out the wrong adrenal? Well, as Dr. Seki told us, 16% of the time, once you repeat the AVS, you actually find out that the other adrenal is the hyperproducer of aldosterone. The point is that you can do surgery, but you do need to know whether the adrenal that you're going to take out is the source of the high aldosterone. And that is not as easy because of the fact that most of the patients with hyperaldosteronism that we know today have either small nodules in the adrenal producing aldosterone, and maybe they have a dominant adenoma, or they have just nodules and they really don't have a dominant adenoma. One of the questions was about imaging. So, and you might ask the same question, should I then order a CAT scan on, or MRI of the adrenals on all my patients with hyperaldosteronism? The answer is complicated again, because as you know, about 10% of the population has what we call an incident alumna over the age of 40. So one out of 10 people at, over the age of 40 will have uh, some sort of a nodule in the adrenal uh, and about 5% uh, an adenoma that is larger than one centimeter. And so it's very hard to say without the proper testing, which in this case is the adrenal venous sampling, um, which adrenal to take out. In summary, we heard today uh, how to think of hyperaldosteronism in all our patients with hypertension, clearly in all our patients with resistant hypertension. Second, we heard that the confirmation of the diagnosis and especially the sampling of the adrenals should be done at experience centers. And third, we talked about therapy, including surgery. What I didn't say anything about is the medications. We use today, uh, I think most of you have used spironolactone, for example, for most patients with hyperaldosteronism, and spironolactone remains the mainstay of medical treatment. However, we also discussed um, melanocorticoid receptor antagonists, such as, for example, a pleuronide, which are very effective and relatively safe medications. Oftentimes, mineralocorticoid receptor antagonists should be used in coordination and uh, with, with other drugs. Um, and in this case, a combination of two or three medications with the aplanon, one of them, uh, is, is quite effective. And therefore, surgery may never be needed, even for patients with confirmed uh, adrenal uh, uh, tumor that produces aldosterone, given the complications and the possible side effects of surgery. Clearly, medical treatment is uh, 
necessary for patients that um, undergo testing uh, and may at the end get surgery. So one can treat uh, during the diagnostic testing patients with, um, uh, with hypertension. So uh, I'll finish here. And uh, the summary uh, is that patients with hyperaldosteronism are far more frequent than we knew previously. Two, there are available modalities for treatment. The mainstay of treatment is medical, except for the cases where we have a confirmed, and I repeat here, confirmed tumor in one of the adrenals where adrenalectomy may be done. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and present to you on uh, the Meet the Expert session at this wonderful meeting here in Athens, Greece on hyperaldosteronism, its diagnosis, and its treatment. Thank you.